This is the Faith Fight Podcast. Today's episode is simply titled, How Am I Supposed to Do That? Let's get into it. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode this week of the Faith Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Creary, and I'm here to help you get your prayers answered, to encourage you to grow from glory to glory, and to ultimately assist you in achieving your God-given purpose. And I'm so grateful that you took time out of your day to listen, and I'm hoping that this episode blesses you. Now the title for this episode, I couldn't come up with a better title, so I just called it, How Am I Supposed to Do That? And I'll explain in a moment what I'm referring to. Now, if this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Just to let you know, the podcast is available on all of the major podcasting apps out there. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and on Audible. So if you listen to podcasts using any of those apps, all you need to do is search the Faith Fight Podcast, and you'll be able to subscribe and listen to every future episode that I release and get it downloaded directly to your phone on a Monday morning when I release them. And you'll also have access to all the episodes I've ever done in the archives. Now, those archived episodes cover so many different topics because I've been doing this podcast for over two and a half years. I've covered many, many different topics. So if you are going through any challenging circumstances right now, just scroll through the different topics that I've done in the past and download and listen to any episode that you think will build faith and help you to get the answers to your prayer. I'll go over many Bible verses in all of these episodes and then we pray at the end of every episode. So if you're praying for your kids or if you have a child that has left home and you're wondering what's going on with them, there are Bible verses that I've covered in an episode for that and you can listen to that episode and be encouraged and built up for that child to come back home and come back to Jesus. And to make it easy to get to the archives, I've placed a link in the description of this episode that you can just click on and then you will go to the archives and you can scroll through every single episode that I've done. Now, as I mentioned before, the title for this episode is How Am I Supposed to Do That? And this is what I'm referring to. Have you ever been reading a passage of scripture and with your whole heart you want to do what it says, but then you think about it and wonder, how am I supposed to do that? The truth is, is that there's so many New Testament commands that are extremely challenging for us to attain. They require our whole heart and commitment in order for us to achieve them. Now, I'm going to get into a few of these scriptures today and explain how we can meet the mark with the help of the Holy Spirit. So let's get into this episode today. The first passage of scripture is on rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks in all circumstance. And I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians verses 5, verses 16 to 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So these commands are simple, but following them certainly isn't. The only way that we can consistently give thanks, rejoice, and pray continually is by knowing that God is working something out in our lives. Our thanksgiving to God should not fluctuate with our circumstances or feelings, and when we make a conscious choice to do what God says we should do, we begin to see these situations from a new perspective, because through our obedience to His Word, we will know Him better. So in order to rejoice, pray, and give thanks in any circumstance that you may find yourself in, remember that you need to know God's word and obey his word so that you can know him better. And then you'll be able to do what 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16 to 18 says. The next point that I'm going to bring up is that we are to love our enemies. 
and I'm going to read Matthew 5, verses 43 to 45. Here's what it says. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Now, to love your enemy is to reflect the character of your heavenly father. By telling us not to retaliate, Jesus keeps us from taking the law into our own hands. And by loving and praying for our enemies, we can overcome evil with good. If you show love for your enemies and treat them well, you will truly show that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And every single day, we need to pray for the Holy Spirit to empower us and help us to do this. Next, the Bible says it's okay to be angry, but do not sin. And that's in Ephesians 4, verse 26 to 27. It says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. So here, Paul says to control your anger and to deal with it daily. Don't allow the devil to have an opportunity to inflame something and turn it into a bigger issue than it already is. Anger is sinful when it attacks people and seeks revenge rather than addressing the problem. Don't let a day end before you begin to work on mending your relationships. And you can channel that emotion of anger in prayer as you go to God and express your heart towards him. He knows how you feel and he will help you through that situation so that the relationship can be mended. Next, the Bible also says to love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm going to read Matthew verse 22, verse 37 to 39. It says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So it's interesting that Jesus mentions to love your neighbor right after he says to love God. The fact is that you can't love God without loving your neighbor. To love your neighbor means to make decisions to compassionately and righteously pursue his or her well-being. So as you go about your day-to-day -day lives, look out for the people who are around you and see how you can be a blessing to them. Now the Bible also says to give when you have a need. And I'm going to read Galatians 6 verses 7 to 9. It says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from their flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So God has established certain laws that govern the universe that he has made. Paul articulates an important spiritual law here. Whatever you sow, you will reap. A farmer will harvest exactly what he plants. And like a farmer, you decide the seeds that you want to sow in your life. So when you have a need, sow a seed and by faith you will receive a harvest. Now next I'm going to talk about not being conformed to this world. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
Now, this is a very challenging one for all of us because we live in the world and it is extremely challenging to escape the messages that the world is trying to hit us with from every single side. Now, when God has all of us and the world has none of us, then God does the work of renewing our minds. He brings our thoughts in line with his thoughts so that when we think, we think his thoughts after him. Now, when this happens, he can better bring his plans to pass in our lives because we will be thinking like how he thinks. The key in all of this is to be fully surrendered to God and to refuse to follow the ways of the world. Now, this is easier said than done because we can't go a day without having some sort of influence from the world trying to get into our heart to try and do something that the world would want us to do. So when we are fully surrendered to God, we are able to withstand those fiery darts from the enemy and fully surrender to the Lord. Moving right along, I'm going to talk about having faith in what we do not see. And I'm going to read Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. To exercise faith is to have confidence about an expectation without the visible proof that it will happen yet. The only way to have this type of confidence is by the trustworthiness of the object of your faith, which is God. Having faith in God is to act like God is telling the truth about it. Whatever the promises that you are believing God for, even if you don't see it, your behavior should reflect what you are believing God for. And that's how you live by faith. Now, the next point that I'm going to speak about is that we need to forgive our brothers and sisters 77 times. And I'm going to read Matthew 18, verses 21 to 22. It says, Then Peter came to Jesus, asking, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. So during this time, Jewish rabbis taught that forgiveness should only be extended three times. So Peter thought he was being generous by suggesting that he forgive someone seven times. But by Jesus saying that he should forgive 77 times, what Jesus is saying is that forgiveness has no limits. Also remember, God gives us wisdom. This doesn't mean that you should put yourself in a position to be wronged by someone over and over and over again just because you were going to forgive them. But he gives you wisdom so that you don't put yourself into that situation again. But if someone does something wrong to you, you are to forgive them because forgiveness has no limits. Now, moving right along, the Bible also says, do not lust in your heart. And I'm going to read Matthew 5, verses 27 to 28. Here's what it says. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, sexual purity involves more than just avoiding the physical act. It involves the heart because that is the source of the emotion that can lead us to all other sins. Sinful desires in the heart lead to sinful actions in the flesh. Jesus was after the heart here. So if we have a changed heart, it's easier to live for God. So if you are dealing with lustful fleshly desires in your heart, pray and ask God to deal with your heart so that those desires will be removed so that you have a heart towards God. 
And finally, there was a passage of scripture in the Bible where Jesus told a rich man to sell everything and follow him. And I'm going to read Matthew 19, verses 21 to 22. It says, Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell all your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Now in this verse, we have to think now, should we go and sell everything that we have today? No, that's not what this verse is trying to say. We are responsible to care for the needs of ourselves and the needs of our families so that we are not a burden to others. But Jesus knew this man's heart and he asked him to sell everything so that the rich man can see that he valued his possessions and his wealth more than following Jesus. Now, the question that you and I need to ask is if there is anything in our life right now that if Jesus said to give it up for him, that you can do it without feeling loss or sorrow. Now, this is a self-reflection question. What possessions do you have now that you can't give up for Jesus? And your answer to this question will show you what's in your heart towards God. But now it's time to pray concerning this episode. So I'm going to pray, and if you're doing anything right now that requires your attention, keep your eyes open, but you can agree with me through saying amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now as we come before your presence. What a glorious opportunity that we have today, right now, oh God, that we may pray and have fellowship with you, Father. You are such an awesome and wonderful Heavenly Father. Thank you for looking down at us and watching over us and blessing us so much, oh God, as you have right now. We count it such a blessing, an honor, and a privilege that we have a God in heaven, our loving Heavenly Father, that looks over everything concerning us. And we thank you right now as we come before your presence. We ask, Lord God, that you will have mercy upon us, cleanse us, and forgive us for every single sin, every single thing that we may have done wrong, and for whatever we have missed the mark at doing, Lord God. Have mercy upon us, Lord God, and forgive us. We thank you for the blood of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and it's through his sacrifice, the sacrifice of your son, that we come boldly before your presence. And we thank you, Father. Now, as we come, Lord God, we commit everything that we went over in this episode to you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that as we continue to go about our day-to-day lives, Lord God, that you will strengthen us through the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may do your will, Lord God. Thank you, Father, that you have made your word available to us, O God, so we may have knowledge of your will. And we ask, Lord God, for the power of your Holy Spirit, for the power to carry it out, Lord God, and to accomplish your will, Lord God. In and of ourselves, Lord God, is just flesh, Lord God, and we can't do it without you. So we thank you right now as we, O oh God, decrease. We pray that you will increase in us, Lord God. As we humble ourselves, O oh God, we come before you saying we need you. We love you. And we, O oh God, surrender our entire lives to you, Father God, that you will be able to fill our hearts, fill our lives, and empower us through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for your amazing love for every single one of us, Lord God, and for the plans and the purposes that you have for our lives, Lord God. So I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to direct us and to guide us every single step of the way. Help us, Lord God, to meet the mark and do what you've called us to do, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that if we fall short, O God, your grace is sufficient, Lord God. See the intent of our heart, Lord God, 
and how much we love you, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that your forgiveness and your mercy is there, oh God, if we fall short. But we are drawn close to you, Lord God. And as we draw close to you, your word says that you will draw close to us, Lord God. So, Father God, we come close to you now. And we ask you, Father God, to fill our lives, Lord God. Fill every single aspect of us, Lord God. Change us, oh God, into who you've called us to be, Father God, that your name will be glorified. And we thank you for this, Lord. We give you all the honor and the praise, Lord God. Hear our hearts cry and hear our prayer tonight. I lift up this prayer for every single person listening to the sound of my voice right now, Lord God. And I pray your blessings over them as we continue to seek after you and grow from glory to glory and become who you've called us to be, Father. So we thank you right now in the name of our Lord and Savior, your precious, precious Son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. And we thank you, Father. Amen. So that's it. Another episode of the Faith Fight Podcast in the books. And I'm glad that you were able to take time out of your day to listen. Now, if you are blessed by this episode of the Faith Fight Podcast, you can go over to Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe and you can leave a review. You can write your testimony of how this podcast has blessed you. And make sure you put a five-star review there on Apple Podcasts. And for those of you who have Android phones, you can subscribe and leave a review, a five-star review on Google Podcasts on Spotify, on Amazon Music, and on Audible. All you need to do is search the Faith Fight Podcast. And I've also put links in the description of this episode for all of those podcast directories that I mentioned. So you can just click there in the description on whichever podcast app you use and you can subscribe to the Faith Fight Podcast that way. And remember for every episode, I write down all of the Bible verses and the notes that I use for each episode and you can download it and use it as part of your daily devotion. It will also come with a customized prayer plan for this specific topic, which will give you Bible verses in context that you can study during your daily devotions. And if you want to get that, there's a link in the description that you can click on and you'll be able to download it and use it every single morning when you do your devotions. Share this episode with a friend and remember to put on the full armor of Christ Jesus every single day and go out and fight the good fight of faith. You will hear from me again next week on the Faith Fight Podcast. Something good is going to happen to you today. Be blessed, everyone.